Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grand Hefe. Get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. And how y'all doing today, man? I know y'all haven't heard my voice in, what, over like a week or something? Last week, man, was a dead zone and um, in sports. And it's still kind of, you know, a dead zone, you know, strapping for toppings and all that other stuff. And I just don't want to come on here and give you guys, you know, just some any old, you know, show um, that's not my best work just trying to throw stuff together. So uh, last week I took a week off. Uh, football season is still kind of, it's, it's going in that swing preseason. Uh, so I really don't really care much about preseason because a preseason don't really show you anything because a lot of the people that that's important, they're not really playing. Um, also, a lot of the rookies that you want to see, they're playing with the second second and third team. That don't really show you how good somebody are when you plan it, when they're playing against you know, people that probably won't even be on the roster come opening day anyways. So, um, you know, preseason is, is kind of tough for me, uh, you know, to get going because there's, there's, there's not a really a lot of meaningful football, you know. But um, I'm going to start right here in the NBA um, before we get to um, our uh, football topics for the day. Uh, Daryl Morey had some comments to say. Basically, you know, he said that he's the GOAT, and basically he's he's ahead by, by a lot. Now, a lot of people, the 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 Jordan heads, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll try to come out and, and act like Mike is so much miles head and shoulders above LeBron. And to me, that just couldn't be farther from the truth just like what Daryl Morey said about LeBron that he's that he's you know it's not even really close between him and you know Jordan I think that's also false um you know it's it's almost like you're splitting hairs if you if, if you really want to be technical because the biggest knock on LeBron and his career is he's three and six in the finals and Jordan is six and oh in the finals as if they don't play a team sport as if they don't have to depend on other guys to also do well. You know, um, LeBron's last final losses, he's averaging somewhere around 30 something points in each of the, each of the last three final losses that he's had against the golden state warriors. 
So if you ask me, it seemed like one guy's doing their part and the rest of the team doesn't come up to that standard. Now, I know what you guys are going to say. You Jordan, you Jordan fanboys, I know what you guys are going to say. You're going to say, well, Jordan elevated his teammates. Well, Jordan played 15 seasons in the NBA and all we talk about is six seasons. So it doesn't seem like he elevates his teammates. All I do, listen, and I hate doing this because, you know, I hate trying to knock somebody else to to, to prove a point. But that's what a lot of a lot of these analysts do. That's what a lot of these guys do where they 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 knock LeBron because they'll say he's 3 and 6 in the finals and he came up short this year and you know he he did whatever, you know, he he didn't do enough in this finals and he didn't do this this that and the third. Now, all I know man is Jordan was one of the most prolific scorers that that this game has ever seen. All I know is he won many, many scoring titles. Many scoring titles. Ten, I believe it is, to be exact. That only equated to six championships. What happened to the other nine seasons? He played 15 seasons. All I know is Jordan was one of the most prolific scorers. And they talk about how hard the East and, and all that stuff was. Jordan made it to the finals two years, I mean, to the playoffs two years in a row with a record under 500 under 500 and he and and that team made it to the playoffs so spare me with the east was 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 just a juggernaut yeah they had teams that was in the east just like every just like every era have certain teams that was running the the the, the conferences at, at at that time jordan came into the league at 84 got put out in the first round in four games if you guys remember back then the series was going to five so he got put out in four games next year under 500 again. What happened? He gets swept by the Celtics. Next year, what happened to the what happened? He gets swept again. Now, I don't know where people get this note. Let me just preference this first. I'm a guy who 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 firmly believes in if you don't win the championship, it's a failure. That's that's that 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 that's my philosophy. And especially if you get all the way to the championship, final, Super Bowl, whatever it may be, and lose. To me, that's a wasted season. Now, I'm also going to say this. I don't understand how people can can think that losing before you get to the finals is better than actually getting to the finals and losing. Like, how, how silly is that logic, right? They knock LeBron for losing in the finals, but don't knock Jordan for losing before the finals. Now, last I checked, Losing in the finals, that means you're probably the two best teams, right, in your conference. So it, it it shouldn't be any shame to lose to a better team, right? LeBron has gotten swept in the finals twice. Jordan has got swept in the first round twice in back-to-back years. So you're telling me that it's better to lose in the first round. It's better to get swept in the first round against, team, against a sorrier team. Not really a sorrier team, but... That team don't make it to the finals or whatever. You 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 lost to a sorrier team in one of the earlier rounds. That doesn't make any sense. I made it all the way to the finals. That should mean something. But uh, but to the people that don't like LeBron, that's what they will use to try to to try to knock him. That oh he has a he has a sorry final record. Well, it should be it, it should be more appreciated to make more finals 
right? Because that's the ultimate goal. That's how you measure somebody's greatness. How many times did you get to the big dance? Of course, winning it also matters. But how many times did you get to the big dance? How many times did you get put out in the first round? How many times did you get put out in the second round? How many times did you get put out in the conference finals? That 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 though those stats only applies to LeBron James. Cause we only magnify LeBron James's career round by round by round, game by game by game. We didn't do that with Mike. We never did that with Mike. We never did that with Kobe. We never did that with Shaq. We never did that with Bird, Magic, none of these other guys. We only we only do that when it comes to LeBron. We only magnify every single round, every single game in the regular season. Like when when has the regular season really mattered all that much? Don't get me wrong, it matters. But what I'm saying is to the to the extent of what of what LeBron has to go to through. He lose a game, oh man, he ain't what we thought he was. This team is just not he, you know, is can, can LeBron get it done? And we this is the regular season now. We didn't do that with Mike. We didn't do that with Mike. But back to it. 84, he loses in 5. 85 season, he gets he gets swept. 86 season, he gets swept. All of this is in the first round. First round, three years in a row, bounced. For one of the most prolific scores. I always said, man, and there's no really no no real disrespect to to Michael Jordan. But before Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan was a Russell Westbrook, a guy who just put up a lot of stats, scored a lot of points, but it didn't mean anything because you wasn't winning. They tell me Michael Jordan can 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 elevate anybody. So why don't he have 15 rings if he can elevate anybody, right? If he can elevate anybody, why don't he have 15 rings? Why when he came back from his from his, after the first re, uh, three P and he and he retired and he comes back, why didn't why couldn't he beat the Magic? Why they got spanked by the Magic? Why they lost three straight times to the Pistons? If he can, if he can elevate anybody, so I, you know, the 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 the, the notion, the only reason why I would say that Michael Jordan is the goat, honestly, and it's only for one reason and one reason only, and that could change if LeBron and the Lakers or whoever team he plays on is able to beat. This Warrior team, only with Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant leave all bets off, because I know he can beat a Golden State Warriors team without a Kevin Durant. He's done it. And he could have done it two years in a row, but the first year Kyrie and Kevin Love got hurt. See, and people don't like to throw out that excuse. See, when 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 people say that, they say, oh, well, you're making excuses. Well, all I heard was when they um came back from 3-1 and beat the Warriors was, Oh, Draymond Green got suspended, even though he only got suspended for one game and he was able to play in game seven at home, by the way. He got suspended for one game. And it's not like and, and it's not like it was like um somebody had it out for him. He did that to himself because he got too many technicals. Then I heard Zaza Pachulia. And then I heard um Andre Iguodala got hurt. Not Zaza Pachulia, I'm sorry. Andrew Bogut was hurt. Then Although those same people that were saying Andrew Bogut got hurt was the same people early in the year saying Andrew Bogut wasn't nothing that they didn't need Andrew Bogut. But now when it comes time to it, now you want now see now that's an excuse. That's an excuse. 
when you just saying that this guy, they don't even need him. He's not even good. But now he's hurt. And now, oh, now Bogut was hurt, right? And then Draymond Green. Iguodala had a bad back. Did he play or did he not play? Because that's all I heard this year when after after the finals. It's not like he said it during the finals. After the finals, when they said LeBron hand was broke, they say, oh, now he want to make an excuse. You know, he, he played, so I don't want to hear any excuses. Well, he didn't make any excuses. The series is already over with. Andre Iguodala played. So where's the excuse? So the the only way that I think LeBron can over can overtake Jordan because it's not all about rings because if it's about rings then Jordan ain't even the goat. Jordan Jordan ain't the goat. There there there's plenty of other guys that got just as much as Jordan, or and more. So clearly the conversation ain't about rings, but that's what everybody try to make it when it's when it's about LeBron. See, when it's when it's LeBron, now we want to talk about rings. Now now we talk about rings, but we don't talk about rings in the Jordan and Bill Russell discussion. If I'm not mistaken, don't Robert Ory also have six rings? So I guess I guess he's he he's right on the level with Jordan. Scottie Pippen got six rings also. I guess Scottie Pippen is right on the level with Jordan, right? Steve Kerr got what, five rings as a player? Um, so I'm guessing he's, he's better than, uh, than LeBron cause LeBron only got three. So, so the argument can't be rings now. It, 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 it can't be rings if, if that's the case, cause Jordan don't have the most rings. So we can only go by gameplay. Correct. Now he has to beat LeBron. He has to beat this Warriors team in order to be the GOAT. And only because of the 2011 NBA Finals where he laid an egg against the, the, the Dallas Mavericks. There's no way in the prime of your career, which he's still in his in his prime, but he was young LeBron. That That's LeBron that was still a, a, a great defender, on-ball defender. That was a LeBron who was still consistently dunking on, on guys. You know, um, that was just prime LeBron. He was younger. He was more athletic, obviously. You cannot lose to the Dallas Mavericks when all they have is Dirk Nowinski. Uh, 40-year-old Jason Kidd, J.J. Barrell, Sean Marion way past his time, Deshaun Stevenson, Tyson Chandler. LeBron made these guys look like Jordan or, or, or somebody. So that's the only way that, that's the only reason why I don't have LeBron over Michael Jordan right now. That's the that and that and the only way that he can come back from that is beating the Golden State Warriors. Cause this myth is about Jordan that he was just so great, and I get it. He was. He he was. I'm not taking anything from him. But where's the games that that Jordan lost? We don't even see those, right? We we don't even see those games where Jordan lost. ESP, ESPN burn the tapes. They don't even. We don't. You only thing you see on ESPN about Jordan is the shot over Craig Elo. The the, the 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 steal and the shot against um the uh the the Utah Jazz the the flu game because all ESPN they they want to push this narrative as if Jordan was just unstoppable yes he 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 could score on anybody and if he played in today's game he'll probably drop fifty I don't doubt that but I don't think he could play defense in this era a lot of people tell me. Um, LeBron couldn't play in the in the, in the, in the, in the eighties and the nineties. Why couldn't he? He take those same hits nowadays. He he take the same hits. 
The only difference is nowadays those fouls are flagrants. Back in the day, they were just common fouls. Go shoot your free throws. Fight it out. Do whatever you want to do. We're going to play on. That's the only difference. It's, 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 and, and for the people who, 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 who honestly glorify tackling on a basketball court, that, that, that makes no sense. You glorify an error where you didn't even have to play defense with your feet. You play defense with your hands where you can, where you can turn defenders. You didn't even have to play defense. I could put my hand on your hip and, and push you anywhere anywhere I want. And, and and nothing was called. That's not playing basketball. That's not playing defense. That doesn't mean you're a great defender just because you can hassle and, 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 and hack people. That's not basketball. Basketball is showing skill. So do I think Jordan could guard guys like Kevin Durant in this era? Hell no. Hell no. Jordan... In in, in, in in the early 80s and the 90s, they didn't even have athletes like a Kevin Durant. 6'11", can take you off the dribble, can pull up and shoot, can dunk on you, can back you down in the post, has a mid-range, can shoot the three. Who in Jordan era does that? In this era, you got plenty of guys that do that same exact thing. Look at Anthony Davis. He does the same thing. Can take you off the bounce, can shoot the three, can shoot the mid-range, can dunk on you, can put you in the post. Can, can, can do everything. There's more of those type guys in this era of basketball than there was in, in, in Jordan era of basketball. Jordan is 6'6 and was getting guarded by guys like 6'4. Tell me when the 6'4 guy ever guarded LeBron James. That makes no sense. And a guy who's 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 smaller than him, that, that much smaller, or without any skill, Jordan Jordan was defending guys with no skill. Pippen Pippen was their go-to guy on the defensive end. Dennis Rodman was their guy on on the um on the defensive end as as that go-to guy. So Jordan can can average his 30 35 points per game. I'm not saying Jordan was a wasn't a great defender. Don't get me wrong, but what I'm saying is he don't have the challenges of of the variety of defenders, the three-point line as they do today. Jordan wasn't also, Jordan wasn't a great shooter, despite what people may say. Despite what people may say about him being a closer, that's false news. LeBron James has a better late game shooting percentage than Michael Jordan. So we get this this, this notion that he was so clutch and he was this and he was that. No, he wasn't. Jordan also passed the ball to his teammates. Let LeBron pass the ball to a teammate at the end of the game and see what happened. But you know what they say about Jordan? Oh, he told Steve Kerr about it in the huddle. Who cares? If, if, if he is who you say he is, he's supposed to be able to get the shot off, right? He's supposed to be able to get that off by any means necessary. So why pass the ball? Jordan was not this guy that, that, that these older guys in ESPN try to paint you. He was. He was a loser. He was a loser. 84, 85, 86. 87, 88, 89. He lost. All, he lost. Those were losing. He lost in the playoffs. Three of them was in the first round. Two of those were swept. He was a loser. The year they won the championship, 91, 90-91 season, guess what happened? Pippen was an all-star, and then magically they win. I'm just, uh, listen, I, I, I just don't get it. He's always been able to put up points, Jordan that is. 
Back-to-back, he won the scoring title, but back-to-back, guess what happened? Put out the playoffs. doesn't matter how much you score if you don't have a team around you. That's all I'm saying. This, 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 this notion that Mike did it by himself and he didn't need anybody else, that's false because he lost 84 through 89. Two better teams. Not players that was better than him. Two better teams. It's a team sport. We're not playing golf. We're not playing. T- we're not. We're not in the swimming pool. We're not. We're playing basketball, a team game. Now, moving on along, man, to my, to my, to my Cleveland Browns. Uh, Josh. Uh, Des Bryant hasn't. Um, he went to meet with the team on Thursday. Uh, he left without a contract. Supposedly the sides are still talking, but what that means to me is. Um, they don't need him. And I think the reason why they don't need him is because the news that Josh Gordon has returned to the team. Now, if it was me, I would still want to get Des Bryant on at least a one-year deal. I think Des Bryant still have a lot left to give. And two, you don't know what Josh Gordon is going to give you, meaning you don't know if he's if he's going to stay off the weed, as Stephen A. Smith likes to say. You don't know... You don't know if he's going to be able to control himself. Now, he was away for like a month on his, you know, uh, behavior, health, um, checked himself in. So, you don't know where his psyche is at. You, it, there, there's never, there, you can never have enough insurance. Can never have enough insurance. But there is such thing as, as being underinsured, where now you have to come out of pocket, where they may not have to come out of pocket in this scenario, but they could lose a big weapon. Their 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 hopes of being a good team could quickly diminish if Josh Gordon gets caught again, or his head is not in the right place and he needs to take another another um another leave of absence. So me having Des Bryant is a little insurance policy that hey, even if Josh Gordon do fall off the wagon. We got an insurance policy in Des Bryant. And we still have Jarvis Landry. And Callaway did look nice this preseason. I know you heard me say I don't give enough. Um, I don't really pay attention to preseason. Um, but Callaway has looked nice to be a rookie, you know. He has had some reps with the first team. He he's played he's played pretty well, but even he's got in trouble for marijuana possession. So Having Des Bryant there would have would have definitely helped out a lot, man. Um, when you when you consider uh, he he's a veteran, he doesn't have much playoff experience because obviously we know about the Cowgirls. They you know supposedly they're America's team, but only won two playoff games in twenty two years. Hasn't won a Super Bowl uh, since I was like six years old. But you know that's ne- that's neither here nor there. Um, but he's a veteran. He's a proven veteran who still has a lot left in the tank. And imagine a lineup of Des Bryant, Jarvis Landry, and Josh Gordon and Najoku, Chubb, Duke Johnson, uh, Carlos Hyde, Baker Mayfield, or Tyrod Taylor. That's a solid team. So the, the Browns is really putting all of their future really on Josh Gordon because that can make or break a team not having somebody to throw the ball to. Don't matter unless you have uh Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, these guys, Aaron Rodgers, 
who you who you're throwing the ball to matters. That matters. <laughs> that matters because you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback right now. I think Baker's going to be good, and we're going to talk about that later. But you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback as we speak. So having Des Bryant to kind of help would have made a lot of sense. Would have made a lot of sense. I mean, Josh Gordon, he's played the last two seasons, but he's been he he he's gotten popped every time. His best season dating back to twenty thirteen and he was a absolute monster. You know, over sixteen hundred yards, eighty seven receptions, nine touchdowns. Hopefully he can get back to that. Uh I uh I follow him on Instagram. Uh and he, before he was posting workout videos. So you know he's in shape. I mean, the dude is built like a, he's chiseled like, like somebody carved him. So he, he's in shape. I'm not really worried about the shape. I'm worried about the psyche and can he stay, can he stay clean uh, for a whole NFL season, for a whole 16 game, 16 uh, weeks uh, season, 17 weeks if you count the bye week. You know, that's, that's what I'm more worried about. So there's Brian would have gave me a little bit more insurance, you know, but Nonetheless, the Browns are putting their eggs in the basket on Josh Gordon. Hopefully, they come to their senses and do sign Des Bryant to at least a one-year deal to see how he works out. But that's to be determined. We'll see how how that goes. Uh, moving right along, man. Um, to uh, you know, I pose a question. Uh, who is the best rookie quarterback? Uh. We kind of briefly talked about it on RTS Sports. If you guys aren't following, uh, I do RTS Sports with with my co-hosts uh, Matthew Lauder and Mike Buckheister uh, on YouTube, live on YouTube, Facebook, uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at nine forty-five Eastern Standard Time, seven forty-five uh, Mountain Standard Time. Uh, make sure you catch us tomorrow at seven forty-five Mountain Standard Time, nine forty-five Eastern Standard Time. Um, Live on YouTube and on Facebook, RTF Productions on YouTube. Uh, but uh, who is the best rookie quarterback? And I said Baker Mayfield. And the reason why I said Baker Mayfield, I think Baker Mayfield is already a better quarterback anyways than 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 all the rest of the guys in in the first place. I said that back when I when I, I you know in the beginning of the season when everybody was saying Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley. Uh, and I'm talking about going back to their college year. They were saying Saquon Barkley, you know, he he was busting on the scene. And I kept saying, Baker Mayfield is cold. That boy is a gamer. Give me a gamer any day of the week. Give me a gamer. And 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 not to mention, give me a gamer who can actually play. He's not just an athlete, because he he's not particularly fast. He has good feet, he has good throwing mechanics, he has a good arm. And he's accurate with it. He's a gamer. So Baker Mayfield to me is the best rookie quarterback of the class. Not just because he went number one, not because he played for my Browns. No, because I think even before I knew that he was going to go to the Browns, when I watched him in college, he jumped out of my TV screen. It's called the eye test. And that's what I go by. You know, the eye test. Now, he doesn't have the best chance to start. He won't be the first rookie quarterback to start the season because I think the Browns are in a in, is in a unique and good situation right now with Tyrod Taylor. I think with Tyrod Taylor right now, I think 
that they can let Baker Mayfield learn a little bit. You know, uh, because you have a, a veteran, a veteran who's been there. He led the Bills to the playoffs last year, and I think they probably would have beat the Jacksonville Jaguars had they not got hurt. And Nate, Nathan Peterman wasn't inserted into the game to throw an interception to Jalen Ramsey to seal the deal. Uh, they was already driving uh, down the field on that last drive when Tyrod got hurt. So I think Tyrod Taylor is a savvy veteran. He 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 knows what he's doing. He's not great. He's not gonna blow you away. But I think he's what they need right now. Especially you got Josh Gordon coming back. He he's back. You got Jarvis Landry there. You got Najoku, and you have a solid running game. The defense they need to pick it up. They're gonna get. I believe the defense will get right. Um, that's been their calling card of of the whole team these past seasons when they whiffed on quarterback after quarterback the the. the Deshaun Kaiser and Robert Griffin and Johnny Manziel and Josh Campbell and all these other guys uh, that they had in there. Um, I think he's a significant upgrade to all of those guys. So Baker won't be the first choice to start, but I think Baker has the, the, the brightest the brightest future. I watched Sam Darnold play two games against the Falcons and against the Redskins, and it seemed like to me uh, he wasn't really making anybody better. He missed a deep down-the-field throw. Uh, a back shoulder fade. Um, he did have a a touchdown drop, but uh, in the Atlanta game, which he came back and threw another one. But my thing is, he threw an interception in in the um in the Redskins game after kind of like a subpar performance. But my thing with Sam Donald is, who is he throwing the ball to on the New York Jets? Another thing is, is um they they giving him a lot of intermediate routes. You know, they give him a lot of slant routes. They give him a lot of you know, uh, flare-out routes with the running back, you know, stop routes, you know, crossing routes, which are some of the easiest routes to throw because you're asking the DB to cover a guy all the way across the field. Uh, So a lot of the throws that he was making and a lot of the throws that he was completing, it was it was to open receivers, you know, wide-open receivers, throws that, that a quarterback in the NFL should be able to make. So I'm not going to praise you for throws that you should be able to make. You know, um, he... Sam Darnold uh is gonna he's probably gonna have a good chance to start because you don't know how Teddy Bridgewater is gonna gonna be. He hasn't started in over two years. Uh came off the bench last season and he was he, you know, towards AC he had that horrific injury the year before. And uh Josh McCown, I mean he's Josh McCown. I mean he's a journeyman quarterback. So Sam Darnold is gonna have a pretty good chance to start, along with Josh Allen, especially with AJ McCarron getting hurt in the preseason last week. Um so now, um, AJ McCarron only have Nathan Peterman ahead of him. Uh, Josh Allen, I haven't seen much of him in college, but um, who is he throwing to in the NFL? Because that's what I care about. I really don't care about much of what you did in college. That's the groundwork, obviously, but it's about what you do in the league now. Because because what you did in college get you to the NFL. What you're doing in the NFL is going to sustain you in the NFL. You know, so. Uh, Josh Allen, to me, probably has the best chance to start, being that Nathan Peterman is the guy in front of him. Josh Rosen could be a starter, but, uh, you know, I just don't see none of those guys being better than Baker Mayfield long-term. Just long-term. Not talking about this season, because I think those guys will have better seasons than Baker Mayfield this year. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to play that much this year because I, I I don't see Tyrod Taylor making as many mistakes. And then where do you go from a team that was already um, 0-16 last year? 
one in thirty, one in thirty-one over the past two years. Where do you go? You got no choice but to go up. So I think anything Tyrod do, unless he just come in there and completely just stinks it up, I think Baker Mayfield is gonna ride the bench a lot this year. Uh, now his temperament could be could 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 really be his downfall. But I think I like a guy who's passionate. I like a guy who want to work. Everything that's coming out of camp um, has, has been great from Baker Mayfield. He had another solid outing the other night. He just keep impressing. Uh, he, he, he he keeps impressing me uh, and, and most of the people in the NFL. But I just don't think that he's going to do enough to overtake Tyrod right now unless Tyrod just don't live up to what they think he can be in that offense. Now... Moving right along, man, um, John Elway um, has some things to say about Colin Kaepernick. Basically, and I agree with everything he said, uh, first off, before we get to what he said. You know, I, to me, I agree with everything he said. But getting to what he said, he said, Colin had his chances to be here. We offered him a contract. He didn't take it. As, as I said in my, at my disposition, he had his chance to be here. He passed it. Now, I'm right with John Elway on that, the same way I am with Des Bryant. Des Bryant has had an opportunity to play football in the National Football League, but he turned it down because he didn't want to play for the team or he thought he's worth more money. Now, my thing is, listen, that's your right to turn down any contract that you want to turn down because you think that you deserve more money uh, or whatever, but... Don't complain. Now that's my thing about this this collusion case with Colin Kaepernick. Do I think he 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 should have garnered more attention than from the you know than no teams that he has now? Yes, but he had an opportunity to go show a team what he had. You go to the to the Denver Broncos. The Broncos don't have a good quarterback. Who who they have quarterback? They drafting quarterback after quarterback. Putting, putting guys in, rotating guys in. That could have been his time to show that, hey, I belong in this league. He chose not to do he, he He chose not to take the contract because he felt that he was worth more than what the Broncos was offering him, which nobody was going to take on the contract that San Francisco had gave him. Nobody was going to take on that contract. And I understand, man, you don't want to give away any money, especially in the NFL, because the NFL, you don't have guaranteed contracts. I get that. But but at the same time, when you had a chance to when you had a chance to to play in the NFL, you had a chance to get with a NFL team and you didn't take it. Now, now he does deserve a shot in the NFL. To me, he is better than Nate Peterman. He is better than Blake Bortles. He is better than than those guys. But you had a chance. He gave you a chance and you turned it down because you was betting on yourself. Now no team want to get you because of the the anthem protest and that's you know that's 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 bull driving. I get it, man. Listen, he deserved a spot in the NFL, but he had that opportunity. And John Elway extended that olive branch to him, but he thought he didn't want to take that forty two percent decrease in his salary and i and i get it man like who wants to give back money nobody wants to give back money so i'll be a fool to say you know he should have just took it but he should have just took it because you would have still had a job in the nfl clearly that's not what he wanted to do so now there's a cause and effect right the call you know from you not taking that contract guess what happened now you don't 
Now you don't have a job in the NFL. You should have a job in the NFL, but now you don't because you decided that you did not want to take you did not want to take the um the contract that John Elway gave you. So now you just have to live with the consequences and now you know he has the collusion case against the NFL, but I don't understand. I don't know how that's going to work out being that you were already offered contracts. You know, unless they have something on tape where people are actually saying something that they don't want you because of this right here and not because of your football skills, but you had a chance to get with a team, like it or not, you had a chance and you and you blew that chance. It's just as simple as that. Now, man, uh, going to my blue, I mean my blue, my Duke Blue Devils. Um, they've been killing it, man. Um, seventy. Uh, they 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 have really. Really, really been uh, killing it lately, and Zion Wilson has looked every bit of—he's he, looked every bit of of of, of 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 what people thought that he could have been. You know, uh, R.J. Barrett. Uh, when I was watching him in high school, he had kind of like an old man's game. He used to do—you know—he he he was good, but at one point I I was thinking, how is he um, how is he the number one player in 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 the nation? Well. Oh my lord. He has he showed me more than enough. RJ Barry is, is the real deal. He he he's definitely he's definitely the real deal. Uh they they finished up their Canada tour uh yesterday. Um Zion Wilson finished with 36 points, 14 rebounds, four steals, three assists, and two blocks. He's a he's a stat stuffer. He can fill it up. Bear finished with 20 points, 10 assists. I think with these guys, they're going to have a really good season. They still have uh, Marquise Bolden. Their other freshman, he's uh, he's hurt right now. You know, Duke did get the number one, two, and three uh, prospects in, in the nation uh, last year. Um, but he's hurt right now. So we're going to keep a close eye on that. Uh, but I, I think Duke right now has good, has as good of a chance as any team in the NCAA this year. One thing I do know about being a Duke fan, I've been a Duke fan, you know, since I was like five or six. That's the only basketball team I know outside of Florida State, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, was born in Tallahassee, so obviously I'm, I'm, I'm a Seminole at heart. But coming up, I, I adopted every team that my dad has, has ever adopted, except for the San Antonio Spurs. Um Growing up, all I know is the Duke Blue Devil, you know. So I've been a Duke fan for as long as I can remember. And if it's one thing that I know about Duke is Duke will will find a way to mess up everything when you least suspect it. When they have a good team, when when they have a good team, that's when they uh, that's when they uh, lose against some team that's in the round of thirty two, you know. They they'll find a way to lose when you least suspect it. So do I do I want to get my hopes up on this? I do, but I know from being a a Duke fan, I have to pump my brakes and I have to just watch the season, not get too high, knowing that we have a good team, knowing we had the top three freshmen that that that, that come out last year. Excuse me, knowing that we had the top three freshmen come out last year. We know from past history, Duke will find a way to lose against a team that they shouldn't have no business losing to. So, 
on that note, guys, that's going to be it for my time today. Make sure you tune into the Unpopular Podcast every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, Make sure that you tune in on at RTF Productions, RTF Sports Live every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, 745 Mountain Standard Time, 945 Eastern Standard Time. Um, Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Instagram... Instagram and Twitter at Grand Hefe, G-R-A-N-X-J-E-F-E. I post a lot of content on there about when the shows are going to be. I post the shows after every episode. Um, I, I post the show on my Twitter after every episode. Uh, so make sure that you guys follow me on there. And I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow.